Are you counting down? Ten, nine, eight. I don't know. Me? It sounded like someone Me? said ten. I'm dancing. I don't know. I, I, I think heard. You he- I think you heard the end of button. Oh, okay. And then I saw Miranda was like dancing, and I'm like, are we all counting down? Like ten, nine, eight. My hands. Well, New Year's. New Year's is my favorite holiday, but it's not New Year's. So. Oh man. I was actually thinking today about how great New Year's 2020 into 2021 will be. Like how just extraordinary. I hope that night will be. I hope I'm not like alone because we're still quarantined. But <laughs> <laughs> if all is well in the world, what a great New Year's Eve that'll be. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. considering last year, what we did last year, surprise podcast guest who I won't name yet, mm-hmm. is we took piece of paper and wrote <laughs> down things that we wanted to burn um, from the past year and that it wouldn't happen. We were you know, so let go naive. Of them. We were so naive. We had no <laughs> we idea what so 2020 naive. was going to be. We had no idea. Uh, we were like. That's a fun idea. It was because it's like really cool. Like you like, you know, I'm not a big resolution person just because I feel like every year that I did that, it just it sets these expectations that I never meet. And so I feel like a failure. Whereas like if I just burn past things that I want to let go of and just try to start fresh, that's a lot more positive for me. And, uh, you know, here we are. So. <laughs> there you go. So it worked out. <laughs> it, you know, I guess I left some of those things behind. I took on a whole lot of new shit. So. I know. <laughs> Anyways. So um, this is the V-Spot podcast. It's a. Yes. Oh, uh, hold on. It's a. It's, it's a veganish. Veganish survival a- podcast for best friends. that's what we are now we've we have evolved from a vegan podcast for like a very very small amount of time to vegan ish because we like to talk about really whatever's on our minds to i think podcast to best friends because we just like to talk to people and we have Mm -hmm. been um reviewed as just sounding like people who are just talking like having cash conversation in the other room and then it's a survival podcast because right now that's all we're trying to do is just survive. Yeah. So yeah. here we are. And I'm Danny. <laughs> and I'm Kat. And joining us today is. Hi, I'm Miranda. Yay! Yay! Woo woo! <laughs> Thanks for having me. Oh man, I was like looking through some of the things. So we sometimes we go in and we're like, oh, people are pretty cool. We can't wait to talk to this person. And then we stalk them a little more. And then I'm like, yeah, wow. Yeah. This goes from like, oh, podcast co-host or host to like this. And we like dive into these levels. And I was just I was reviewing again some of the cool things like you have some really cool shit going on. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I have too much going on sometimes. That's OK. But yeah. So no, it's exciting. Where do you want to where do you want to start talking about? you who are you what do you do how did yeah that's what we do we just kind of um we we're just like tell us your life story we're uh we're done here you just talk you talk (laughs) (laughs) we'll take a nap just just uh let us know when you need us to come back (laughs) fun hijacking a little bit no (laughs) um no i uh i'm miranda i'm currently uh the host of the vegan chub club podcast and uh and i just stepped into that like maybe a month ago so that's kind of where uh where we found each other Mm -hmm. 
with the V-Spot and the Vegan Chub Club. And I'm sure I wasn't the original person intended to be reached out to because it was a, a while ago that I think I saw yeah. all of your messages and stuff because obviously I had to snoop through the DMs <laughs> and see kind of mm-hmm. what's up to date and what's not, who we need to talk to, things like that. But no, I uh, I saw you guys and I was like, oh, that would be so fun to just like hop with some other podcast people and, you know, fellow pod people and just kind of catch up Mm -hmm. um yeah so so that's how we all got introduced to each other and and then for me um yeah I I go by the uprooted foodie on Instagram and all of that um which kind of just evolved into several projects um so if you were to ask me like what I do I don't even um I don't know if I have one answer so I just I like to do a lot I like to stay busy I like to kind of diversify what I do so it all has to do though with vegan food basically so uh vegan eating vegan support for restaurants um you know all of that um but it started in May 2018, and I was actually doing theater, and I got really burned out, and that kind of had me looking to things that I was like, what else do I want to spend my time doing? And I ended up realizing that I've always wanted to start a blog, And that got me into Instagram for the first time. Yeah, only two years ago, I got into Instagram. So I'm like, I was so brand new. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I had no idea what I was doing. And um, yeah, I I mean, I feel like everyone's had Instagram forever. And I'm just like, I'm super late to the game. What's Mm -hmm. up? Hey, But no, uh, it's really fun. And I just started it out kind of like an Instagram blog. And then I started a blog blog. And then I very quickly realized I'm not really a recipe blogger Mm -hmm. like so many people decide they are. Um, I just was kind of like, you know, that's a lot of work. And I like doing more of like the, I don't know, the, the promotional aspect of it and kind of collaborating with other people and stuff. And then I kind of fell in love with the restaurant aspect of it. And I started, I started writing, um, for some different vegan platforms. Um, And that got me to kind of work more with people. Once I moved to Denver, I got involved in this community here. Um, So then, yeah, I, I, from there, I guess I got really interested in, like I said, working with restaurants and I got certified as a vegan hospitality consultant. So that really just like got me to realize like, okay, cool. I'm focused with restaurants now. I really love helping them. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I'm talking a lot. I mean, but. I mean, well, it's so funny because we're both just like sitting, like, oh, our like heads in our hands. yeah, like staring, like listening. <laughs> That's it's the same thing that happens when we like ask people because we're like, wow, you're so cool. Like you do cool yeah. things. Like I, I mean, bringing vegan food into restaurants is it's. I don't know. Okay, so I have said, I think it was not too long ago, I was telling Andy that some of the best vegan food that I've had is actually a vegan option in a not vegan restaurant. Because sometimes, Mm -hmm. not always, but sometimes vegan restaurants almost use it as like a crutch. Like, oh, well, it's like vegan food, so I don't really have to try too hard because it's vegan food and like I'm vegan and the vegans will come here and that's all that needs to happen. So they don't necessarily mm-hmm. go the it's extra like kind mile. Of generic. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, a, I do love me a chickpea tuna sandwich, but, like, you know, I don't know. I get more sometimes out of a restaurant that's like, oh, I serve everyone. And so I want this vegan dish or dishes to be, like, really special. Mm-hmm. So. That's, yeah, that's a really good point. And it's kind of, I feel like sometimes it's kind of rare that you find that I mean, because because like you only hear the horror stories, I feel like of veganism in general, you kind of only hear the horror stories, yeah. I think, because uh, we have a lot to complain about. So <laughs> but now we're coming to a point, I think, in time where yeah, the paradigm is shifting and uh, we have a lot more going for the community now and people are kind of opening their eyes to it, especially with how the world is kind of unfolding right now. I think that veganism is going to be just constantly growing like it has been the last decade you know yeah oh for sure you know who's not feeling that meat shortage right now us That's we don't right. care right. at all in, in fact we're like good <laughs> no. bring it on yeah, yeah. excellent yeah <laughs> excellent yeah. That's, uh, that's exactly right yeah we say all the time even in the uh, I've only been a vegan for five-ish years now, I think. And even in that amount of time, the difference between then and now is just outrageous. But it's crazy the amount of growth we've seen, even in just the year, you know, the, the things that we can get now versus last year alone. It's crazy. It really, month to month, I feel like there's something that I'm blown away by that I can now just go to, to Hannaford, our local grocery store, and get. No, nah, you know? yes. screw that. We yes. can go through the Burger King drive through now and get an Impossible Whopper like every other American and we can and we can be I trashy know, finally and I can be a real American. Yeah, I want to I can go through the Burger King drive through like everybody else. God damn it. Yes, it's so true. There's so many options now. I love it. And I am familiar with Hannaford. I worked up in New Hampshire for a while. Oh. I lived in New Hampshire for a little while. So I've been to a Hannaford or two in my day. So yes, familiar. So I think it's a really odd talent I have that I can kind of name different grocery stores in different parts of the country. I'm like, I know it. Yes. <laughs> no, that's actually one of the things I like to do when I go places is I like to go to local grocery stores. I even did it in when I went to Germany, when I went around that one small town. I can't yeah. I can't even remember. I walked in oh. Spire. Yeah. In Spire in Germany. And I walked around shopping. I was like, oh, look, a little grocery store. Do, do, do. Like, it's just yeah, I don't know. That's adulthood. I, like I used to hate grocery shopping when I was like five, oh, no. and now oh, it's the best. <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite thing. It used to be, yeah. Now with the quarantine situation, the COVID situation, it's like a little more stressful again. But like, no, grocery stores like happy place for me normally yeah. for sure. They really are. I used, to, yeah. although to be fair, when I was very young, and I don't know if you guys have watched the show ever, but I used to love watching Supermarket Sweep. Oh heck yeah! <laughs> yes. So I I don't know that oh, one. You can. Oh, it's it's like the Price is Right except in a supermarket. Yeah, and oh, people would okay. like run around <laughs> with grocery carts and have to like find and things in the aisles and fill them, and there'd be like big blow up things that had like mystery um, amounts of money on. It was you can find it on YouTube actually old episodes, and it was great. And I used to love playing that in my house. Like, I would, like, hide. I would get, like, the special things and put little tags on them and place the supermarket suite <laughs> by myself. It's fine. Amazing. It just, I have always been unique. Yeah. <laughs> fine. Yeah. It's a good quality to have. Yeah. It's yeah. good. Yeah. Well, and now we're playing it basically with COVID. If you go into a grocery store, you're dodging people and you're, like, just trying to get things real quick and get the hell out uh-huh. of there. That's true. Yeah. I've tried so hard not to go into grocery stores. I've tried, 
I, I mean, like, we have a little vegan market here that only lets you go up to the front door. And then they have, like, barricades that are, like, eight feet, oh, wow. like, between you and anyone else. Like, the which would just be the, the clerk, basically. So they, like, shoot your groceries down to you and, like. Wow. Yeah, and they're and they're wearing ma- the good masks. Yeah. You know, I'm like, you can tell that they're the good masks. And, wow. Uh, yeah. So I mean, like, that's where I go if I know I need something specific that I like either can't get delivered locally or can't get um at like a produce pickup or something. I know that's what we're actually excited for. Um, Andy and I joined a farm CSA. We haven't told you this yet, Cat. Um, that the we live in um. Upstate New York and Andy and I live in this weird little like armpit of the capital region of New York where we are somehow 45 minutes from like all these different areas. Um, but it technically is in the middle of nowhere. But there's a farm out by us and we joined a farm CSI. So I'm really excited for that because then it's like every week from June to October, we get produce and we get whatever the farm is growing and we don't have to think about it. And it is just done. So I'm very excited for for that. But Save yeah. on having to get any. I don't love to get grocery store produce. I've been, I've, <laughs> I've been scarred not, too many times. Not with how it's been going. Yeah, no, not good. From a couple of different grocery stores, and you get open a thing of mushrooms, and you pick off the top two that are good, and then everything underneath is rotten. And I'm like, God damn it. So yeah. yeah. Anyways, so enough about me. Back to you. How did you become vegan? No, it was nice to hear about you guys. <laughs> um, how did I come be- become vegan? Um, yeah, I so I never liked meat really. Um, growing up, I whenever my dad would have like cookouts, um, I would eat in high school or whatever. I would eat the hamburgers, but I would request that they get really, really charred so that they didn't have any kind of like juicy texture to them. So I knew then that I was like not really a fan of it, but I guess I just thought you that's what we do. This is what we eat. We're people. This is what we do. And that's not. uh, Yeah, obviously how it ended up for me. I eventually met someone who was a classmate in college and she had been vegan like all of high school and I didn't really know what that was and she explained it to me and I was like wow that sounds really intense like how do you come around to doing that and and she just kind of said like well once you know what happens you you don't want to do it anymore and she told me all about slaughterhouses she told me like where to look for some information she gave me a good book recommendations this is like before before google and like a lot of internet searching was like super accessible i mean obviously there was internet but it was just not like it is today where it's just like so much information's available Mm -hmm. right um so yeah she gave me a lot of book recommendations and um i think there were a couple movies out at the time uh but not many and and yeah so she just kind of told me that that's how she learned everything and that's how she ended up going um going vegan and i i once i had gathered enough information to make the decision that this was fucked up pardon my language uh i was like well i'm not going to do this anymore either so i ended up just going overnight uh from like omnivore to vegan mm-hmm. and then of course i fell off the wagon like 3 months later not 
with meat, but like with a couple of vegetarian things. And I think it was like cheese pizza probably and like sugar cookies at Christmas. And, and then I was like, I feel like garbage. I'm going to go back to eating just like what I was. And, and I have tried to continue, uh, you know, continue that ever since. So yeah, that's, that's why I went vegan, I think, or how. (laughs) So do you yeah i was going to say so okay you recently took over the podcast yeah yeah ready go Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah (laughs) um yeah so i i guess i'll go back like way back uh time traveling noise i don't know yes (laughs) 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 oh i went in search of like vegan youtubers at one point and Obviously, Eden is a YouTuber, and so I I found her. So, like the man, yeah, way back, I, the very first vegan YouTuber I ever saw was I don't even want to mention her name because I get a little bit pissed. Mm-hmm. But um, Elise Elise Parker now, wow. um, she she's not vegan anymore. Obviously, mm-hmm. there was that whole thing. If you're in the vegan community, you might know, you might not, but it's yeah, it yeah. it was Drama. a mess. But drama Mm -hmm. (laughs) so she was the first person i was like oh my god cool i'm gonna follow you um and then from that i found brian turner who did the vegan youtuber house series and eden was a guest on that and i was like oh my gosh like a fellow chubby vegan that's exciting like what's her story what's this all about and i started following her and then when her and Joelle, like when she and Joelle just did the podcast, um, it just kind of popped up with Eden's promo on her Instagram, I think, of like what she was working on. And so I I followed the podcast and I listened to like a bunch of episodes at once on a road trip home. And I was like, oh, my God, I feel like I want to chat with these girls as they're talking. I feel like I just want to jump right in. And they're kind of sassy about these things. And they have really, like, juicy, like, topics. And I just I kind of want to get involved with this. And I ended up emailing them. uh, And at the time, they were kind of only asking for emails for, like, people's stories and things like that. Uh, but I emailed them and I was like, hey, I don't, I don't really have a story for you right now, but I'm really interested. If you, if you ever want a guest, I would love to hop on and just hang out with you guys and talk with you guys. I don't know how you do all of that, like where you live, where you're based out of or whatever, but I would love to be involved sometime. And they were very sweet. I think it was Joelle who emailed me back and was like, yeah, we'll let you know as soon as we're prepared for that. Like we're just starting out, um, but let's stay in touch. And then they didn't really um, integrate guests onto the podcast, but um, except maybe once because they had kind of a difficult situation where they they were already in separate towns. And I don't know if they knew you could do like a three way Skype because I didn't know until tonight (laughs) that we could do a three way Skype, (laughs) but they waited till Morgan came to um, to where Joelle was in California and they did like a two people on one camera and Eden was in Texas. Mm. And so they, uh, they did that. Um, and I was like, Oh, that's awesome. And, and, uh, and then that was kind of what, like where they were at though, with having guests on. And so then, uh, we kind of just kept in touch and we, we all communicated about eat, drink, vegan. Mm. And, 
And I think we just kind of all assumed or knew or I assumed they were going. And I was like, hey, I'd love to meet up with you guys if you're there. And um, yeah, I th- it's kind of blurry. But I mean, I think that's kind of the gist of it is like I finally met Eden in person then. And Joelle was like she was working at the mm-hmm. festival like for another party. Um, and so she was running all over the place and like socializing but doing social media work and and I just like never caught up with her but I did catch up with Eden for a minute and um yeah and then after that Eden also hosted a yoga class while we were all still in California so I went and I met up with Eden and Joel there and that was really nice it was a very like plus size inclusive yoga class which is great because like I have actually stayed far away from Mm -hmm. yoga ever since I've gotten more progressively plus sized. I was like, I'm uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Like I don't feel like I can move like that anymore. But uh, Eden was Eden's a certified yoga instructor. So she was super awesome and gentle Mm -hmm. and like understanding if people hadn't done it for a very long time and just like understanding about people's own pace or how they feel in their own bodies and things like that. So that was cool to see that side of her project. Um, And then from there, yeah, I just like stayed in touch with Eden um, and that was last summer. So yeah, my brain's kind of fried. Sorry. I'm, (sighs) and I'm like rambling, but, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, I think from there we just, uh, I just kept listening to the podcast and uh, I think in January Eden was like, we're gonna, um, we're gonna like step back from the podcast. We're going to need more people to come in as co- Uh, co-hosts or rotating co-hosts and I wanted to know if you were interested in doing that since Joelle is stepping back and I was like oh my god yes I would love to she's like I know we haven't even properly talked or interviewed (laughs) or hosted you but you keep in touch with us so I mean I guess that's also just a good piece of advice like if you really want to try something be persistent Mm -hmm, um, in in general but but no it was cool because uh that's kind of how I just got in touch with Eden and 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 then from there she wanted to line up multiple rotating co-hosts either with her or to for her to step back and for me to step in like in her place and then keep other hosts rotating um but I think once I stepped in and we kind of started the handover process um it it kind of it happened like it happened how am I trying to say it like there was enough time but it was also quick Mm -hmm. um she was there every step of the way but it was very quick handing Mm -hmm. it over so um and so I was all consumed by it and I was like okay cool and like I mentioned before we recorded like I've almost even been a little type a about it just because I wanted it to be so good and I just wanted it to like keep growing and I know Eden wants it to keep growing and I I just want to I really want to like integrate into that community more because mm-hmm. like I've been a part of the community side of it but then all of a sudden for this like stranger to pop out of it to be like hey I'm the <laughs> host like right. it's probably kind of weird for people or you know there's it's a very I don't want to say sensitive but in a bad way it's a sensitive in a good way community where sure. there's there's a lot going on there's a lot of like delicate niches happening with fat phobia happening people who are uh, you know confident and assertive about being chubby or fat and then there are people who are very insecure about it and who just who want that community and want to feel safe so I want it to be continued to be a safe space and a lot of 
a lot of that community was cultivated obviously from Joelle and Eden and from Eden's followers and from Joelle's passion about her lifestyle and her recovery stories and her body positivity and all of that. So I just, I've always wanted to kind of try to keep it as uh, safe and comfortable as possible, but it's nice to loosen the reins a little (laughs) bit too and to have different kinds of episodes Mm -hmm. and kind of feel what people like to listen to or feel how I can fit into it the best. And honestly, sometimes I'm a little embarrassed or shy. I'm like, well, I'm kind of still naive about being fat and being a fat vegan. Like I wasn't fat my whole life. So I I just I don't want to sound like the spokesperson who who doesn't have the same story as everyone else. But I want to I want to bring those voices into light. So I'm hoping that that is helpful right now where it's kind of going with with the theme of let's have some guests Mm -hmm. on. Let's have some experiences on and I think it also doesn't have to be about everyone fitting into the box of chubby vegan um so it's like you can have chubby people on you can have shade diversity mm-hmm. you can have size diversity you can have um you know beginner vegans or veteran vegans mm-hmm. or or any kind of person who who can contribute something because like that's the point right like we don't all fit into that box so I think that's it's got a lot of potential and there's a lot of exciting um things happening and to come but I in general I want to I just want it to keep going and I want to take care of it like a baby so (laughs) I love it it's uh, I'm like so engaged right now Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it's, I'm glad you're hyped. (laughs) Well, what's great about that too, is you kind of like how you got into the podcast world, but you also explained a little bit about your podcast platform, you know, because like Mm -hmm. our podcast platform Mm -hmm. is kind of, um, (laughs) well, get into it on the other episode, but like normalizing veganism, like just straight up normalizing it, it, like thin, fat, black, white, you know, um, native descent anything it doesn't it doesn't matter you can be you know the one percent if you have to be you can be the 98 percent you can be it doesn't it doesn't matter it can be whatever whomever as long as it's just normal because like being vegan's fucking cool and it's like that's kind of partially what you know on your podcast side is like being fat is okay too like it and it doesn't matter if you have been plus size your whole life or if you haven't been and like I know um you recently talked to Heather who we know yeah um and she talked I listened to your episode with her yeah she's she's we love great I I love her so much and she's like yeah I'm fat and like I don't care that's good that's who I am I'm healthy but I'm Mm -hmm. fat and I'm okay being fat and like it's the word fat isn't isn't an insult like yeah. it's just right. you know like i guess can you talk more about that because that always is something that i'm interested in is like how do you explain that to people like that i yeah <laughs> yeah i agree that that is a tricky one because uh i guess for an example like this morning i saw a friend's post she's a dancer she is thick and she is like so fun but she also was not thick her whole life or plus size her whole life um but i've noticed um 
as we're in quarantine, I'm spending a little more time on social media. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's healthy, healthy. Sometimes that's not. Most times it's not. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I was like seeing her posting recently this week, and and she she said something like, "I love this message," and she would share um some someone on camera saying like oh i'm i don't think you all need to call yourselves fat we don't talk to ourselves like that let's let's call ourselves thick you're thick and it's okay go eat those tacos go do this blah 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 and i was like okay let's break that down there's a lot of good energy here that's like the right attitude but to tell people not to call yourself fat is also in a way still perpetuating that fat is a bad word mm-hmm, right. and that and that it doesn't exist or something and even though you're thicker like still don't call yourself fat and it's like well that's something i really wanted to comment on there about and i i had to stop myself and be like i don't even know how i would begin to explain that um without just having that the open dialogue like we are mm-hmm. right now but you know on facebook leaving one or two comments who knows what that would turn mm. into but I just, I, I, I wonder that too. I wonder what the best way to kind of explain to people is. Um, I'm still learning that. And even at the beginning of recording episodes with Eden, I said something on an episode about, about like, oh yeah, you know, is it, is it something, something fat, whatever, whatever. And I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't say fat. She's like, no, you're allowed to say fat. And I was like, oh, right. Duh. And I'm, so I'm still learning about all of that. And, and I actually, I'm just learning to call myself a fat vegan and be okay with it because like I said, I've progressively gained weight and you know, you, and I think a a lot of people can relate to like, when you look at a picture of yourself from a year ago, you're like, oh man, I thought I, I thought I felt uncomfortable in my body then, but I'm really uncomfortable now. And then a year from now, I'll look back at myself now and be like, oh, well, you know, same thing. But, you know, I'm beginning to just be like, it's okay. That's okay. And, and the quarantine jokes about it Mm. don't need to happen. Mm -hmm. But, but you get into this murky territory when you go from saying fat is definitely an acceptable and neutral word Mm -hmm. for people it doesn't have to have a stigma or an association tied to it like society wants us to break it down um or label it but then you get into the murky territory of like are we pushing a fat agenda And, and if but then you still consider fat to be a bad word if that's the case or if you end up getting told oh you're promoting obesity it's like well that's not i don't think that's what's happening either and and you get into that that right. spot where it's not like we're if we're if you're calling someone fat in a neutral way or you're calling yourself fat in a neutral way, you're not saying exercise is bad. You're not saying working out is bad or that people shouldn't be working out in quarantine. It's unhealthy. It's like it's a release. Mm-hmm. It is a way for people to uh, release some energy, some adrenaline, some of that worry. And it's a way to move your body, which, I mean, I just had uh, Taylor Wolfram on the last podcast mm-hmm. on the Vegan Chub Club. And, and you know, her standpoint and a lot of people's standpoints is move your body or don't move your body. It's your body. That's body autonomy. And you're able to choose if you're going to do that or not. And 
I'm also learning about that. And that's mm-hmm. great because my whole thing was like, well, you should move your body. But that I when I listen to myself say that, I'm like, oh, that's what my mom used to say. Mm-hmm. Like, you should move your body. You should like, did you lose weight? Like things like that are like a little bit of a microaggression against the fat community. So, sure. yeah, I'm learning, too, though. It's so, it's, so it, it's interesting because I do know um, some folks who are on the flip side who are fat and plus size and thick and they're like this is how I am and I'm fine with this and this is great and no but then they flip and they're like well fuck working out I'm not gonna do that like I don't need to do that and I'm like that's fine but you don't have to be mad about it like you don't you don't (laughs) have to be mad that I am working out and that it makes me feel good or makes me feel happy in my body you know just because I don't look you know, I'm not plus size right. and it's, or I'm not super yeah, thin. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's such right. a shame that that's, that's where we are, though, because if you say, you know, that, I, oh, I'm working out or I'm moving my body, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, the impression is that you're doing it because you want to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Working exactly. out is so strongly tied to the idea of losing weight. Mm-hmm. And... Yep. And it doesn't have to be and it shouldn't be, you know, to your point, you work out because you want to release energy or because it makes you feel good mm-hmm. or because you enjoy it mm-hmm. or what or because it's communal or like whatever, you know, whatever your reason for doing it is, is your own reason. But everybody just assumes that the idea of working out is tied to losing weight. Mm-hmm. And so it becomes this whole other conversation around if you're not working out, it means this about you. And if you are working out, it means this about you. And if you're if you've done absolutely no physical activity during quarantine, it means this. And if you you know what I mean? Everybody, everybody has an opinion. Yeah. And it's so crazy <laughs> that we're spending that we're spending our time yeah. during a literal pandemic. worrying about what other people are or are not doing with their time during this awful awful point in life Mm -hmm. and 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 what that means about you as a result it's like truly what a study on humans right (laughs) i just i guess i just don't get it it's like do what makes you feel good and like on the flip side i you know like there are days when kathleen you eat like a literal dumpster (laughs) a literal dumpster I also, but like Kat will be like, I was going to spin, but I'm in bed eating cookies. Like, you know, and that's fine. What did I do today? I had a breakfast sandwich and then Kat brought me my second breakfast and I did nothing today. You know, and it's people don't have to look and be like, oh, well, you can do, you know, like, oh, you must be so healthy because you're not plus size. You're a vegan. Of course, you're like, no, no, that's just no, no, no. Like, stop, stop with the stereotypes of, you know, she said, no, 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 no. What did you? Oh, what did you eat for dinner, a, Kathleen? That's a fun topic too. What did you that? eat for dinner? I actually haven't had dinner yet. Mm. I um, I I was eating. I was. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was dipping pretzels in the cream cheese dip that you made me, and. <laughs> I ate like half a bag of pretzels, and so I wasn't really hungry before starting this. <laughs> wait, wait, what is this cream cheese recipe? Because I have cream oh, cheese in the fridge, and I need to so figure good. something out. Um, so I actually, if you like, what is it? Chef Michael, Michael, Sky Michael Conroy is his name. Um, the Non-Dairy Evolution is the cookbook. And then I have okay. Cook and Let Live are the two of them. So I made my own cream cheese from Cook and Let Live. And then that, he has a recipe there. And then I made up 
the like vanilla chocolate chip side of it. So it almost became somewhat our one friend that I gave it to said it's almost like a cannoli filling. Like it's like a Yeah, it's yeah. It's so <gasps> That's good. That's amazing. Yeah. It's so oh good. It's a, I've just been oh dipping pretzels yeah. in it. Like like a maniac. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Really good. Well and you New Yorkers know your cannolis. Yes. So yeah. it's true. Yes. I've been dying for a vegan cannoli. Oh so I could probably good. figure so out good. if we could find a way to make the pastry shell, I could just Fill yeah. it with that. Mm-hmm. See? Yeah, that's and that I mean, and you, and you know, you know, Danny, you really haven't done enough during quarantine. So I think that <laughs> you should take on this project. That's all I've been doing is like, <laughs> see, and like, that's the other thing is like, I have been keeping myself quite busy during quarantine just because I am enjoying it, not because I'm going well, now I might be going a little nuts, but um, like <laughs> some I don't care. I sometimes lay and watch tv all day but then i've been what i learned i make my own donuts now i make my own bagels that i perfect i'm making my own cream cheese i've made parmesan cheese yes. smoked gouda che- i mean i'm all over the board with so good. <laughs> yeah because i love eating i love food it is mm-hmm. food is the this best. is yeah. this is why <laughs> yeah. i think what you do with bringing vegan food to like omni restaurants and stuff like that and just I get such enjoyment. What do I say all the time? That I live to eat. I don't eat to live. I love to Mm -hmm. fucking eat food. Like good food brings joy to my heart and my tummy. Me too. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Yes, yes. Well, food is such a part of our culture about of as humans even. Like it's a part of every culture in so many different ways. And yeah. And it's a shame that like the American culture with food is like diet culture. But, you know, Hopefully that, you know, can change. I I look so. at the sometimes the diet thing. It's random. It'll pop up on like Facebook. It's these weird little, I don't know, almost meme type things. They're like, oh, if you're 18 to 25, you should do this kind of diet. Yeah. And then if you're 26 to 35, you should do this kind of diet for like <sighs> slimming down. And I'm like, this is this is the problem. Like, right. Slim down for what, too? Like, yeah. for who? For what? I, like, why? Yeah. I don't. That's what I don't get. I mean, if you like the way you feel or like the way that maybe you look like great. But I mean, but why? Why do other people need to? I just am really it's such a disconnect. Like, mm-hmm. who cares? I'm in my house. Who cares if I get fat or am fat in quarantine? The patriarchy. that's who cares that's right that's who fucking cares (laughs) that's right it's like um (laughs) that's right andy um it's like have you i'm sure that you have but have you seen all of this madness people freaking out all over the internet about how much weight adele lost no have oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I saw a really great post where this woman, I wish I had saved it so I could give her credit, but she essentially said, you know, this this is a woman who has won how many Grammys? She is incredibly accomplished. She is a mother. She is an incredible human being. And what she's currently being known for is how much weight she lost. Like, uh-huh. what is happening? <laughs> yeah. And it's so true. <laughs> it's so incredibly yeah. true. Yeah. And people are like, oh, okay, so her biggest accomplishment is losing weight, not yeah. the 15 no. Grammys she's mm-hmm. won or 
mm-hmm. multi platinum whatever songs she's written. I don't actually know if those are the right terms, but yeah, I know it, that, that those right. are more important. Yeah. <laughs> those yeah. are more important than she's how insanely she looks. accomplished. She is the voice of an actual angel. Yes. <laughs> and and what we're really impressed by is her weight. That loss. doesn't That's even what we're all right. really freaking out. Here's about. the thing. I actually mm-hmm. haven't seen this, so I just Googled it. That doesn't even look like Adele. It's no. con- it's a little concerning. Yeah, like, she she's yeah. I and it happened to be I clicked on the first article that came up when I just ty- I t- all I did was type in Adele and the first thing was Adele weight loss. But like Adele's yep. weight loss dress has dupes now, like because it's a high it's of course a very expensive dress because she can afford it. So now it has like you know off brand dupes that people can buy to show off their weight loss and shit. I'm not I'm not even kidding you. Like that's fucking oh. wild. I also saw um, one of the things that I saw even before everyone um, really getting into her weight loss was a post about how what a great revenge it is against her ex-husband that now she's so hot. And I was like, I hate everything. I hate everything. (laughs) I hate Uh, everything. (laughs) I know. I know. That's that's messed up. I know. Speaking of the patriarchy, that's what made me think of it was... It's just like, get. I. You don't have to be thin to be healthy. Mm -hmm. You can be plus size and be perfectly like diagnostically healthy. Like you can go to your doctor and be plus size, and your heart rate is fine, and your blood test is fine, and your B twelve is fine, and your iron's fine. You're fine. You're fine. So like, yeah. Who the Mm -hmm. fuck cares? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Health is different. Health is different than it doesn't have to correlate to weight. No, not at all. And like it's like BMIs and shit like that drive me also nuts because Uh, like my because like I'm so tall that like I am like significantly, quote, overweight for like like BMI or whatever. Yeah. And which is wild. And I'm like because I'm six feet tall, I can carry like you don't see the weight like that might, quote unquote, exist. But like, yeah, technically I would be overweight i I don't understand Mm. but like i'm healthy like i'm great (laughs) yes yes girl my my favorite joke to make is that um so i'm like of norwegian heritage a little bit and my people are known to have thick thighs and i do have thick thighs and so my favorite thing is like my people were meant to trudge their babies through the snowy tundras and that's what I'm built for. Like that is what my body was built for. That is how my body was meant to work. The world is different now, but that doesn't mean my body evolutionarily mm-hmm. is going to just be like, oh, okay, like squish. Right. Like no. now, now you're a stick. Like, no, it's not how science works. <laughs> it's not how it's no. working. And I think like at the end of the day, so what? If you're happy and you're healthy, it literally does not matter. Stop. Mm-hmm. Just stop yeah. telling people they have to gain weight or lose weight or tone up or stop telling people how to run their own lives. It just drives me. It drives me up the wall. Yeah. You know, and specifically yeah. stop telling women. Right. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I should say yeah. women, not even people, lives. really. Yeah. Nobody really gives a shit. <laughs> no. Or at least not as many well, shits about the men. dad bod is like a cool thing. Like, Andy's giving a thumbs up. <laughs> because, like, the thing about it, like, the dad bod is technically, like, that phase when you get that little bit of what I don't, like, I guess, weight gain. But it became a cool thing. Like, oh, you have the dad bod. You're rocking the dad bod. Like, why is that cool for men? But if women gain any sort of weight, then it's like, oh, you, you've gained weight. Hmm. 
Mm, right, yeah. right. And like some people will argue that confidence may not have anything to do with it, but I do believe that if you are confident in your bigger body or your smaller body or whatever body you have, if you're confident in your body, I think people will confront you aggressively a lot mm-hmm. less or a lot less ignorantly. Maybe they will be like watching what happens and unfolds and be like, oh, they're just a person and they are not commenting on their own body Mm -hmm. or weight. So maybe I shouldn't Mm -hmm. comment on it. And I firmly believe that confidence is Mm -hmm. a big thing. So well, it's like people who always ask me how I wear heels. I'm six feet tall. Oh, my God, you wear like you'll wear two, three inch heels. And I'm like, yeah, I don't fucking care. They make my they make my legs look good and I can walk in them. Okay. You are so tall. I am tall. so tall. <laughs> I am. I fucking love it. I love when I like add up a couple of inches and I really tower over people. You're like the, the yes. perfect height for a really solid hug. It's You're like the, it, with my height, like where I am on you, it's like the perfect yeah. hugging height. Yeah. <laughs> I can just kind of envelope her. It's very nice. Yeah, because I am a small person. <laughs> I'm a tiny, <laughs> tiny little human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am not. And that's awesome, too. (laughs) You should own that, too. You guys should own your own bodies. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Always. Yeah. We've uh, we've talked about this kind of topic before because and and I've always said, you know, I've been small my whole life. I'm just a small person. I just have always been. And I have gone through quite a few periods in my life where I've been determined I'm going to gain weight. I'm going to gain weight. And I still sometimes feel like I should because I'm so small. But I, I to Danny's point, I eat like a garbage can and I <laughs> I just am who I am. But growing up, I so I feel like so much of my anxiety as an adult is rooted from some of the ways that adults treated me as a child, a lot of assumptions that I had an eating disorder yep. because I was so small, because being skinny means that you're anorexic or being skinny means that you're bulimic or whatever the case may be. And I, I'm not and I never was when I was a child. I'm just small, you know. And yeah. so, so much of my anxiety now is around like I... I have a hard time eating in front of people. I would not. That Danny, was just going to say, oh, that's a lie. It's a fucking lie. Like strangers, like, like, um, you know, if I don't know, like if we were to go out to dinner with like a group of people, I'd feel anxious about it because I get weird about eating in front of people. Um, Going out to eat with people I don't know well makes me feel uncomfortable or I just have like some weird things about eating because it was always assumed that I was small because I had an eating disorder. So it, it's just funny how like you just can't please them, you know, <laughs> no matter yeah. what side of the spectrum, you know, there's so much just hate for other people. It's really astronomical. There is. Yeah, there is. And that's unfortunate. And it's unfortunate to, again, going to that pushing, pushing that territory with fat, with fat acceptance, you it is not okay to be fat acceptance and skinny shaming at mm-hmm. the same time. Like, mm-hmm. that's not what that's about. It was for a brief minute, like, the the majority of how it seemed to be going. Like, a couple years ago, I want to say, pretty recently, though, like, people, because then the skinny community was like, some of us are just skinny. Right. Like, we, it's just what we are. Like, we're not bad people and we're not saying we're not all saying that fat people are bad and so it's just like you gotta just come to that you gotta congregate where it's like the good territory and like I think hopefully we've dropped off each end for the most part but you're gonna still have idiots everywhere who are who are fat shaming and skinny shaming and and 
And that's unfortunate. And it does take a toll on mental health. It takes a toll on societal habits and your routines and your interactions with other people and social events. And it's no joke. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's um, I actually went back because I sent Kat and our friend Casey a meme. I went back and found exactly what it said that uh, we saw a former coworker of ours posted that just it was I wouldn't even say it's a meme. It's fucking words on a page. But. Anyways, said, I'm seeing way too many plus size vegans. Somebody's lying. Are you frying the lettuce? And I sent that to Kat and we were like, that's so (laughs) stupid. It's so stupid. It's like (laughs) literally so stupid. But like also, not only is it just generally dumb, but also it feeds into people's stupidity in general you know like it itself is a very dumb thing but then you see 20 people who see it and then they're gonna all like it or laugh at it and then be like oh yeah that's true because vegans are supposed to be skinny so like uh can't eat fried food what are you doing who started that who says like where did that come from (laughs) you know like why do people like why why is that even i don't even understand where that came from you know like no I mean, I don't think it ever tied in with, uh, you know, obviously it never, it didn't really tie into fat acceptance ever, but I think it could have started when, like back in the day, what I like to call the hippie vegan era, which I don't know if that's like appropriate, but like when it was just like a lot of like, make your own tempeh, make your own tofu, make your own soy milk, all of that sure. stuff, which like I did that 12 or 13 years ago, mm-hmm. I, you know, and when that was what was happening that did make weight fall off Mm -hmm. of me naturally. Um, but I didn't have options for other products or, or whatever. And, and maybe also when I went vegan, I feel like I, I took it as a dietary change too, or an introductory lifestyle change that was like at the diet phase Mm -hmm. of it all. Um, before I became like more awake to everything else that was going on with it and why it was good for other things. But I think you can get caught up in like, oh, my body's changing. And then, you know, like I probably exercised a little bit more in addition to being like, oh, well, I lost weight naturally. Cool. I'll just like go exercise and like lose a little more weight. And like, and then eventually I was just like, no, veganism is just my Mm -hmm. life. Like I don't need to, I don't need to make it like a diet thing. And then when I just lived my life, like things where I was less active, I became more plus size. Or when I have more of a sedentary job, like I become more plus size, like, and, and that's okay. And, and there's other factors too. That doesn't mean that like sedentary doesn't have to equal fat Mm -hmm. either. Like, obviously, like some people just won't gain weight, like no matter what they do. So it doesn't really, I, I don't think it has anything to do with like the fat acceptance part of it, but it's, it's another another spin on it from the patriarchy. Yes, probably. it literally sure. always 100%. is. Yeah. We don't even have to do research. It always comes back to the patriarchy. It's done. 100%. I don't even need to do research. Yeah. It's like uh, my mom was telling me um, about a Bill Maher skit earlier that he does where he was, he's like, it's not a fact, but it it's something like, I can't prove it as a fact, but I know that so and so, so and so. And I don't know if it's a fact, but I know that it's the patriarchy right. that's responsible. <laughs> All Roads lead to the patriarchy. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Yes. Yeah. No. So what else? What else would you like to tell us about, Miranda? Do you want to tell... Actually, you know what? I have a question. What's like the coolest results you've seen from your um, bringing vegan food into restaurants and stuff? Have you had a lot of success with that? Or like, what's the coolest? You're like, hey, I brought... 
I don't know, the Beyond Burger to this restaurant that was really hesitant at first kind of thing. Oh, man. Let me think. Let me think. Hard pressing um, questions. <laughs> the good questions. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, I, I wouldn't even say that I have like really developed a full menu yet for anyone, because I think a lot of the people I have tended to work with, it kind of came from it kind of naturally crossed over from like being someone who promotes other small businesses. And most of those were like vegan businesses mm. already. Um, so it was kind of this crossover from like, okay, promoting already vegan spots, but then like going in and it, it turned into a lot of like tastings oh. for people with, with their own creation of their own menus. Um, so it's like, I would say like right now it's more, I've given a lot more feedback mm. on what they already create. And I haven't had that, I had one opportunity, but I had to turn it down because I was really swamped. But I, other than that, I haven't had an opportunity to create from scratch, mm. like a menu development yet for someone um, other than in training and everything like that or my own projects that I'm like, cool, maybe I'll present like this French style food to this French restaurant that could have vegan French food and things like that. Now, but, do you do you stick I mean, to like local around you or to restaurants around you or is it like the state is a a certain distance or so it kind of went back and forth i started out wanting to do like nationwide Mm -hmm. and then i was like well maybe i should focus more on denver and denver is where i've had the most direct connections with restaurants um and then from that, I think it's just kind of gone back to nationwide because of COVID-19, because it doesn't really matter now where anyone is because I can't meet with anyone mm. in person. So it's turned back to nationwide. Um, and even like a little bit globally for some people, uh, one of my colleagues is um, creating a menu for someone in South Africa right now. And wow. yeah, really getting getting some diverse options out I, there. I want to do what it's you fun. do. That's cool. No, that's you cool. can. That's, you can. That's really cool. So how how do you, how does one, I'm going to go do it right now. Probably not literally right now, but like how, if some, <laughs> you know, maybe if we had more people doing what you do, then it would be easier to get vegan options everywhere. So how would someone get involved with that and start that process? For sure. Well, I'll go ahead and preach the the trainer that I had, the mentor that I had, uh, Meredith Marine. She is she's in Florida right now, but she was based out of Aruba and she started Vegan Aruba and a company that ultimately is vegan hospitality and tourism. And she decided uh, that what was working for her in Aruba to get more vegan options out was something that she could put into a model to help train other people to do that in other places. So she has kind of like put out the word to recruit people um, to come in for training classes. And so it's people all over the world who can do this. But right now, I think she may be accepting people for her very last certification class Mm. for a while because she might have to do some other things in the interim. But she's the person, the only person that I know of in the world doing vegan hospitality training. So she's the go-to. Definitely follow her. She's on Instagram I believe it's just at Meredith Marine. So Meredith spelled the usual way, but M-A-R-I-N is her last name. And Vegan Hospitality, you can find them on um, on Instagram too or veganhospitality.com. Or look at my stuff. I think I've got them linked somewhere in there too. Cool. Cool. Yeah, cool. So what else? Anything yeah. else you want to reach out to 
our VSpot community about or tell us or anything Ooh. in particular? Hmm. Uh, I feel like we had a really good <laughs> about just like body diversity and just like the vegan, just vegan acceptance in general, like you were saying, is kind of that base um, foundation for VSpot. That's what we so, always come back to is just cool. normalizing it and don't be an asshole. Don't be a dick. Like, stop. Like, don't be a dick. God Like, damn. Just, yes. just be kind to yourself and to other people and to animals and to the earth. And just don't be a dick. That's it. It's just yeah, under this umbrella. That's our philosophy. That is, that's, yes. that's it. Yeah. Hashtag don't be a dick. That's it. Mm-hmm. That. Oh man. Yes. Well, where where on social media can people find you and your podcast as well? Because I guess you have two separate things that you should plug here. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, the Vegan Chub Club is available to be found uh similar to y'all's platform, which is um on Anchor, I think, the dot mm-hmm. FM um website. So uh the vegan chub club dot FM or uh, just search for us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, look for some version of either Vegan Chub Club or at the Vegan Chub Club, and you will find us. It's uh, everyone's welcome, whether you are plus size or not, or whether you are vegan or not yet or not. Um, so we're pretty open to all of that, and just people who are looking for, you know, an open-minded community. We're also very LGBTQ plus friendly, and you know, that's been talked about in the past and it will get talked about again in the future. So that's just a very inclusive space and come join us. Um, and then for me, I'm on every platform just as Uprooted Foodie and I have a really dorky YouTube channel. So if you ever want to just like laugh at someone, you can go watch a video <laughs> on there because I'm a dork. <laughs> that's okay. I, like we said, Supermarket Sweep is a child in my own home. So <laughs> I, I dork is like an understatement for me. So I get it. <laughs> it's a good That's thing. It's right. a good word. Yay. Well, thank you yes. for coming on and talking to us and introducing us to the world of um, hospitality, veganism, hospitality, and yeah. just another vegan who's trying to normalize and be cool and also tell people yeah. don't be a dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll say See? it. Don't be a dick. That's, That's right. That's right. <laughs> true. And yeah, thank thank you for having me. It was really fun and to to get to meet Yay! you finally yeah, and talk right? to you. My cat just flew off my lap. Oh, it's no. fine. Yay! Awesome. Thank you. All right. Thank you.